Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Dice Camera Action. I'm your DM, Chris. And previously, the... Ooh. Diaz found a chest at the bottom of Waterdeep's harbor and brought it back home uh, yeah. in the hopes of cracking it open. Uh, one of his attempts to do so resulted in the destruction of his thieves' tools, but he is far from thwarted. The Waffle Crew took a break from their travails and went to the beach. Spent a day on the beach. Had a good time. Uh, only later was it pointed out to poor Evelyn that she spent so much effort making everything perfect for everybody else that she probably didn't get to enjoy the, <laughs> the sun and the fun as much as, you know, she would have liked. And Anna learned a great lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Upon returning home, uh, there was an invitation waiting for the Waffle Crew, an invitation to an upcoming auction, which the Waffle Crew knew was coming. Uh, Esvale Rajnar's intention to auction off the Stone of Golor seems to be coming to fruition. There was also a package, a long, lengthy box, addressed to one Audra Nell, clearly misdelivered to the Waffle House. But that didn't stop Paulton from opening it up and finding a rug inside. The rug then attacked him, smothered him, and took him to ground after Paulton ran into the glass pastry case um, waking or, or bringing the rest of the waffle crew down upon him. So as the rest of you converge on the main room of the waffle house, you see writhing on the floor, Paulton wrapped in an exotic rug. And Diath, you asked Paulton <laughs> to uh, tap his feet together if he wanted some help, and he did. So let us all roll initiative, shall we? All right. <laughs> I still think it's one of my favorite mental images of yes. Like the camera just like at the bottom of the feet. Yep. And uh, yes. Was there, uh, sorry, was there already initiative between me and the rug? There is, but we're going to roll again. Okay, sure. Can you say also that, because I was like, does Evelyn hear this? And I think that it was a no. So do I still roll initiative? Yeah. Well, it was Diaz just down there first. I'm sure he'll, first thing he'll do is. Yell. After <laughs> after the case shattered, that was loud enough to rouse all yeah. of you. Okay. I got 14. 14 for Evelyn. 17. 17 for Paulton. 18. 18 for DF. I also got 18. Okay. We'll put DF first then. And the rug. Whoop. There we go. Um, and Okay. Oh. 
DF, what yes. do you do? Okay, so this is still like pretty much immediately after we got back from our little. Yeah, it was it was a few minutes after people started to settle kind of back into the routine at the Waffle House. Yeah, so Dieth is still very much like in like just his swimsuit uh-huh. and like leather vest or whatever he used to wear back and like hasn't gotten a ch- chance to change it back or anything. Uh, so as soon as he sees he's Paulton needs help, um, I'll spend his bonus action to focus and make Moon Splinter appear into his hand from wherever it was. Uh, and then go up and try to <laughs> run up and be like, hold still, and try to cut the rug off of him. Okay, uh, you're basically attacking the rug, so go ahead and make an attack roll. All right. <laughs> the rug is not hard to hit. It, that's not the rug I'm worried about hitting. Well, yeah. Just don't stab it all the way through. Uh, I mean, 17? That hits. Okay. Uh, roll your damage against the rug. Okay. Seven. All right. Um, let's see. The, you tear a, a slight gash in the rug, and it also, um, you don't know whether this is the work of the rug or Paulton kind of thrashing around a little bit, but Paulton ends up taking three of that seven points of damage. The rug, nice. takes, the rug takes four. Sorry. Sorry, I'm helping. Oh, no. All right, oh. so some blood comes up and stains the, oh, stains the rug, you notice, what? after piercing it. Uh, do you have any other actions or anything you want to do? You're standing now right over him. Um, and you can hear he's having trouble breathing. Yeah, I mean, I already used my action to attack, so I really don't know if I'll be able to, like, help <laughs> probably pull it off of him or anything no, like that. No, Not on this turn. no. No. As, like, Diet sees blood staining the carpet, <laughs> slowly Paulton's feet again just... <laughs> <laughs> all right, and then uh, Strix, what were you doing when all this chaos came down? Um, I'm pretty sure it was I probably just went back into the kitchen to make mm-hmm. sure that everything was, you know, yep. everything was taken care of at the end of the day. I know the coven left a little note saying everything was fine, but yep. I just sort of double check. Yeah, the kitchen was nicely cleaned up and everything looks to be in its proper place. And then in the next room over, you hear the crash and then you yeah. come into the doorway and see... Well, actually, you probably don't even see him at first because he's behind Ugh. the counter. But you hear the noise and you see DF. Um, so when I see that, I'm kind of just like... Uh, all right. <laughs> I just like see him like stabbing in the blood. I'm just like... Yeah. Okay, this is a bad this is a bad day. And uh I'm going to I don't know if this if would this work if I cast my spell of recall, would it take the rug as well? This is your word of recall? Your word of recall, yeah. Because if it just takes us, then I could just easily get him out of the rug by just teleporting him out more or less, which is my idea. <laughs> I mean, it would only yeah. take us, like, a few feet, but... Right, yeah, and all you have to do is be within five feet of him. Has to be a willing creature, but he's willing by default. <laughs> um, you and creatures teleport to your sanctuary. Boop, 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 boop. So, you think it could work? Yeah, I mean, it's, like, hostile, but... 
Or I, you know, I don't it, really well. Yeah, if it's hostile, it won't go. But you could. Yeah, it doesn't want to go. You it's can not see Paulton's feet sticking out, so <laughs> you know you can. All right. So I kind of walk up and I'm like, okay, this no more hostile items in the house. We had this discussion before after the chair fight. <laughs> okay, and I just uh, clap and teleport him to the to the panic so, room. So uh, I believe you have to go with him. Yeah, everyone goes. Well, no, you can you can minimize that. You can just okay. say you end up two. Okay, then it'll just be me and Paulton. I'll be yeah. like, I'll say, take care of the rug when I leave. Okay, Don't so get yep, you clap your hands. Paulton and Strix disappear. The rug just sort of collapses into a heap with nothing in it. Uh, and Paulton, you appear on the floor of the upstairs room that the, that's being used as the kids' bedroom. And all the and Strix's creepy and, storage room and her creepy storage room and all the kids are there. Um, they're just kind of messing around and playing in the room, uh, and they're they're kind of exhausted actually from their their day at the beach and all the sun they got. So they're kind of languishing there when you and Strix suddenly appear in their midst. Uh, whoops! Up oh, there we go. You're not in the rug anymore. <laughs> is it? Uh, is it my turn now? And it is your turn now. So I just kind of like appear on my back on the floor, just like eyes wide open, just like breathing, like struggling. I almost died. <laughs> well, from a, from a magic rug. I mean, I think you were, you know, there's it was magic, fine. There's a magic rug downstairs. It must be mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so... <laughs> You can use half your movement to stand if you want, and the, okay. rest, and the rest of your movement to rush outside to the spiral staircase that drops down into the room you just left. So on my turn, I wouldn't be able to actually see it and do something to it, right? It would take pretty much my whole uh, time. Well, let's see. Let me consult the map. Do, 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 do. So getting up, and then that's yeah, 15 feet left. So... If you got up and moved the rest of your movement, that would get you out into this hallway. Then you'd have to open that door. So no, you would not be within sight of it. Okay. I'm just going to make my way back over to it. Okay. DF, the rug rears up in front of you. Oh, weird. (laughs) Sorry. attempts to make an attack on you. Okay. You're Paulton from the next floor, just like, don't kill it! Twenty plans. Twenty-three. God. Yeah. All right. We must use its powers. It throws Can't itself you at you. It? it throws itself at you and wraps around you. That's Strix all. had more faith that you would be able to get out of that. While, I wasn't expecting it to roll a twenty-three. While grappled, you are restrained, blinded, and at the risk of suff- suffocating. That's good to know. Um, <laughs> And, of course, while it's smothering you, it can't attempt to smother another target. So, um, all right. Evelyn? So I like to imagine that Evelyn had gone up with the kids yeah. to, like, you know, make sure they were getting all settled. And then heard this crash and, like, Paulton, like, Rrr! and so she had started going downstairs toward what she thought was Paulton. And then Paulton's, like, lapping her coming down the stairs as well now. He's, uh, uh, yeah, he won't pass you yet. You're still ahead of him. Well, I guess then, you know, she's running down the stairs and then hears Paulton like, don't mess with it. And she's like, what did you like that? As you come down the stairs, you can see into the tap room uh, that the rug has somebody smothered 
And based on the feet you see sticking out at the bottom of it, you think Diath is now entrapped inside. Diath, click your feet twice if you need help. (laughs) Anyway, she runs over and tries to just peel the rug off of him. Okay, um, in that case, make a strength athletics check. That was my plan all along. Opposed by the strength athletics check of the rug. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, 19. Yes, you pull that rug off of Diath. Yay. Ha. Give it a good shake and kind of throw it to the side. And stay. And the way it's, it's, the way it's now sort of uh, slithering and coiling around on the floor looks like it, it, you're not sure what it's going to do next. But it currently is not smothering anybody. And that he brings us... talking to it like a dog. Okay. Sit! <laughs> Bad rug! It, do, it doesn't have ears. <laughs> uh, and we come back to Diath. Um, so it's still, like, moving around? On yeah, the on the floor. And it's just a rug, right? Yeah. All right. With a gash I, in it. I just want to throw my dagger into it in hopes that it'll be enough to help pin it to where it is. Mm. I'll say so. A hard throw. All right, go ahead and make an attack. Ooh, uh, 12? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) All right, well, it does pierce the rug, so you do damage it, roll your damage, but you don't actually pin it to the floor. Okay, and... Surprise, Diaz didn't throw his dagger very well. Uh, eight, <laughs> damage, How much? Nine. Nine, okay. Uh, so the, the rug is even more damaged now and somehow looks even angrier. Uh, and angry rugs. angry rugs. Next up is Strix. Strix, you're back upstairs on the second floor. Paulton's run out of the room. Paulson's run away. I just look at the kids and I'm like, don't, don't, don't get smothered by anything. And I just, I'll follow Paulton to, I guess, to the balcony. I'm not going to get off the balcony because now there's a rug, a, a, a rug afoot. Okay, so you follow Paulton. Um, since he opened a door for you, you can probably get ahead of him if you want. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, I will. I will get it. You race down the stairs using the rest of your movement to get about halfway down so you can see the rug clearly on the floor in front of Evelyn and Diaz. A dagger stuck in it. I'm just, I jump in front, I get in front of Paul. I'm like, Paulton, please, no, this is not a pet. It's a danger. No, we could use it. No, we can't. And then I'm just going to, you can't can't use it. There's no... There's no way to use it. It's worth a shot. Shop! <laughs> we could destroy this thing easy, but we could use it. It'd be even better. No, stop it. Uh, I this don't doesn't even belong to us. It's somebody else's evil rug. We can't. It was given to us. I signed off on. Someone here signed off on it. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go ahead and just use the sacred flame again to hit the rug and catch on fire. All right, and it has to make a saving throw. Yeah, it's a deck saving throw. Has to be seventeen. Okay, it succeeded. Oh fuck this stupid rug! So yes, <laughs> your your fire streaks down and leaves a little burn mark on the floor as the rug skedaddles out of the way. I'm just, it's just like, <laughs> it's just like a creepy worm. Uh-huh. See, see, it is quick and nimble. And- 
Ed Paulton, it's your turn. Okay. Can I can I get to the rug? Yes. Okay. I would like to get to the rug, and I would like to attempt to cast suggestion. Okay. No, it's not smart. It's a rug. You don't. It, it, it was nimble. What are you going to suggest that the rug do? I suggest that it stand down and work with us if it wants to keep its life. <laughs> All right. Um, mm. You cast the spell. Mm-hmm. The, the rug kind of rears up in a way that, like a cobra rearing up out of a basket when somebody plays music to it. Almost uh, looking somewhat entranced. Mm-hmm. God, why no? Please. For and the then love it of then God. it attacks you. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> On its cool. turn. We're all more relieved that's attacking Paulton. Right. <laughs> it rolled a seventeen. Cool. Which that hits. hits. All right, you are engulfed. <laughs> By it. Uh, wait, that was an attack roll? It was. Cool. I'm actually going to use my reaction and use cutting words to bring down that attack roll. Okay. So that is a uh, D10. So it's 17 minus whatever this D10 is. <coughs> what is How it, do you like insult this? Cutting words on a rug. <laughs> what, what words could truly cut a rug? <laughs> well... Apparently not much because I rolled a one. Yep. Oh my god. Yep. All right. Um, yeah. So, uh, Dieth and Evelyn, you stare in amazement as the rug engulfs Paulton again. So right before, like, slaps over Paulton, he's just uh-huh. like, "The degree is blend." Mhm. Mhm. Yep. Yep. Hmm. Okay. Maybe it's hugging me. Maybe. And so that's its turn. So Evelyn. Evelyn rolls her eyes and she's like, Ugh. and then just goes to peel open this Paulton burrito as well. All right. Make your strength check. 24. Okay. The rug is trying really hard this time. It's even harder for you to try to pull it apart, but you manage it and you rip it off, cast it aside so the Paulton can kind of pop out. I said sit. God, I hope someone is watching this. <laughs> so Almost just 1,300 people are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that's Evelyn, unless Evelyn wants to move, which I assume she doesn't. Um, DF, we are back to you. Um, so we're cool if we're destroying this, right? Please. I'm assuming you're asking everyone but me. <laughs> um, just based off the rug's movements, there's really not a way to pin it down or hold it down so it can't attack anyone else. Like, even if I try to hold it down myself, it just will pretty much let it, like, grapple onto me instead, right? Yeah, and its full dimensions are about 10 feet square, so it has more than oh, enough okay. um, it's a big, yeah. to, to engulf you if you just stand on it. Okay, that's bigger than I thought. All right, yeah. Uh, and then I'll just instantly reappear the moon splinter back into the hand and try to throw it into the ground once more. All right. And 
18. Okay, this time you are successful, both in wounding it, so roll damage, and pinning it to the wood floor. Damage is eight. And it will remain there until it can pull itself free. There. (coughs) And it looks quite torn down the middle now. It seems to be much less able to hold its threads together. For a second, when you said it looks quite torn, I pictured it like sad. Oh, yeah. Like the rugged flat. <laughs> it had a moral quandary. All yeah. right. <laughs> so it immediately starts tugging against the dagger to try to tear itself free, but for the moment, at least, it is pinned to the floor. And that takes us to Strix. Okay. I just, you know, I, like, I don't understand. This isn't even our, the, like, where did this come from? It came from the mail, and I have another idea. That wasn't your mail! You don't open other people's mail! I mean, it really does tie the room together. Right? <laughs> I was going to say that. It really ties the room together. I hate this. No. Uh, I'm going to polymorph the rug. Okay, what are you going to polymorph the rug into? Just a, a baby chick. All right. And it must make a wisdom save, is that right? Yes. Ooh, not its strong suit. I don't think so. It's a rug. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Uh, it's pinned by a dagger. Would it Oof. still be pinned? <laughs> Oof. Yes. Oh, yes. God, Chris, no. <laughs> oh, oh, no. All right, uh, so you turn it into a little baby chick, which is now pinned to the floor. Oh, God. I immediately immediately throw up. Okay. (laughs) Just throw up. Strix, you crucified this poor baby chick. I didn't think that was going to happen. Oh, God. Could you? And when this tiny creature rides and dies, it will revert to rug form. (laughs) Oh, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Relax, it's not a real baby chick. Uh, and so that's Strix. Paulton, you see this little baby chick impaled on the floor with a knife. Just walk over. I just kind of like give it a little like tap kick with my foot. Just like, okay, man, that really could have tied the room together. (laughs) Well, it'll turn back into a rug. It's dead now. It lets out a little death chirp. No! (laughs) Oh, that's real sad. You kicked the impaled baby. <laughs> I didn't kick it. I just kind of gave just it a Just tapped it with the toe of his foot. Strix just shakes her head and she's like, I'm, I have to leave. <laughs> she just goes upstairs. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Like, stop. I didn't impale it. <laughs> she just goes upstairs. Nor did I want. I she's was just, fine with it. She just looks, she she looks over the railing back down and she says, no one should have this power. And then goes back <laughs> in her room. <laughs> so, Paulton? I, I, I wanted a magic rug. To help us in our wacky antics, but no, you wanted to crucify a baby chick today, so she's gone. You're talking to yourself. Well, there is still the one who did the the, the daggering, so <laughs> I did not crucify it. Evelyn is just staring where the baby chick was with like a huge boo boo lip and watery eyes, like. <laughs> <laughs> so it's dead. <laughs> Almost, it's in its death throes. So, whose turn is it? Uh, Paulton, technically. Okay, thank like, God. Tapping, um, tapping it with his foot didn't really count as an action. He, he has turned to Paulton, just as like, I'm not doing this. Like, nah, 
this is dumb. I'm out. I'm just going to go to my room. <laughs> <laughs> Paul walks this, away. This, this is someone else's problem. All right. Uh, Paulton walks away, which means Evelyn. Oh, no, sorry. It's a rug turn. Uh, the rug dies. <laughs> or the, the, the little bird dies, then turns back into a rug, which is still pinned by the dagger. It will attempt to free itself of said dagger. Um, it tears free of the dagger, <laughs> but it takes dagger damage from you, DF. Go ahead and roll. Neat. Just uh, throw oh. out my dexterity and everything, or just the dagger damage? Just, just roll, roll your regular damage as if you had hit it with the dagger. Okay. So the chick dies, but the rug is alive. Correct. Because the chick only has basically one hit point while right. in polymorph form. When it drops so, to zero, it reverts to its so it, rug form. It did nothing. All we did was just see a horrific display, <laughs> and then it turned back into a rug. Well, yeah. if it wasn't mm-hmm. pinned, it would have been great. Uh, yeah. Seven. Okay. Uh, after tearing free of the rug, the... Or sorry, after tearing free of the dagger, the rug... Amsgrays. It uh, basically rushes... Good. To, how, how does it move? It trundles and flops across the floor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, it will just pop out through the door um, and, and go off into the night. <laughs> <laughs> That rug. We haven't if, seen the if, last of that rug. If we could catch that rug, I, rug, I would have named it Trundle Flops. <laughs> and now we have the new thing that will come back to haunt us. In the, the rug? A Is rug. that the new straw? It's army. Trundle Flops and its army. An army of other, like, discarded house goods. <laughs> My gosh. Discarded animated objects, yeah. Regardless, we've now pissed off the neighbor. I mean, I guess the neighbor doesn't wouldn't know. Like, maybe they ordered it on Waterdeep Amazon and it just came to the wrong house. <laughs> maybe it was being sent to their place to assassinate them. Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe we maybe saved their life. I actually swear. agree with Paulton on this one. Do we know who it came from? Because it very much well could be a trap designated for that person. Do we keep the box? There's no return address on the box. <laughs> There's simply the delivery address to one Audra Nell in Trollskull Alley. We should we should talk to Audra and let her know what happened. Yeah. In case Trundle Flops is trying to find her too. And if Audra has any known enemies, they should know. Mm-hmm. Strix isn't here. He says she's crying in her room over yeah. the show of power for killing a baby chick. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, mm. I'm gonna go get dressed. <laughs> okay. Start with that. You get dressed. Yay. <laughs> I guess we can all take a moment to get out of our beach costumes. Yes. And as, as you're getting dressed, DF, you see that chest in the corner there waiting for you. <laughs> I love how delighted both Chris and <laughs> the tension between DF and this chest. It's like, ooh, baby, ooh. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> DF is like, ooh. No, I didn't forget about you. <laughs> Are you just going to, like, you're not going to try and open it again? You should try and open it again. Oh, yeah, I'm going to try to open it again. So... Yep. Now that we had a little bit of time and crises are averted, I'm sure we got, I'm sure we got a little bit of time. Yeah. Uh, DS will go up to the chest and basically use different amount of tools. Since the lock itself was eating his tools, he's yep. going for an alternate uh, breach. Okay. And instead he's going to examine the hinges of okay. the itself and see if they can be disassembled to potentially just lift the top right off. 
potentially, with some uh, expert thievery, Ooh. you can dispense with the hinges. Mm-hmm. Hey there. You want some expert um, treasure hunting? You got yeah. it. There aren't any obvious things like, hey, there are screws I can take out. Uh, right. There's, there's nothing quite so uh, pedestrian. Uh, these hinges are, are remarkable in their construction, but, you know, they're just hinges. Yeah. Uh, so I would like to, yeah, I guess try to do that. Okay. It's just try to find a way to re- remove the hinges itself. All right. Uh, go ahead and make your dexterity check. Uh, should I add, like, the thieves' tools or pick lock or what? I guess just thieves' tools, not pick lock. Um, yeah, so you're just, you're not picking the lock. You're just using your thieves' tools to okay. try to remove these hinges. It's just it's a dexterity. pretty good. Uh, that's a 29. Holy shit. All right. You are able to unattach the hinges and thus remove the lid. Yes! This is the best day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, I hope it's a rug. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, when you pop this off, you can see that an airtight seal and a watertight seal is broken oh. as you remove the lid. Shocking. Uh, so the inside appears to be perfectly dry and has remained dry the whole time the chest has been down there. And you are surprised to see the chest filled literally to its brim. And actually, as you remove the lid, um, some of the contents spill out around it, and it appears to be full of sawdust. What? Like, when you take the lid off, yeah. there's this kind of lid-shaped dome of sawdust where the lid was literally pressing down on the sawdust until its interior interior shape was basically indented in the sawdust. Hmm. So this thing was filled to the lid with sawdust. It's another bomb, I swear. The only reason they would put something like sawdust in there is they're trying to keep something fragile protected. So I'll carefully and slowly remove sawdust Yeah, just what's going on in here. You sort of brush away some of the sawdust, and as you do, and you get a little bit deeper into the chest, you see there is indeed something packed in the sawdust, and it appears to be made out of varnished clay, ornately decorated. Jared's literally bouncing a little bit. (laughs) I'm just like, when is the magic item going to fall out of this and just kill you? (laughs) Did it seem like it was in a... uh, Casing or another box of sorts? Or like- no, it seems to be. It seems to be a container, and as you expose more of it, it is kind of large, urn-like or jug-like, and it's got multiple stoppered necks, one at the top, and additional stoppered necks around its uh, upper hemisphere. And there seems to be a pattern, just a sort of geometric design, uh, painted under the varnish on this jug. When you get the jug out in its entirety, you see that amid the sawdust, still in the chest, are a number of other items. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to take this this large ceramic thing out first. Okay. Uh, so I try to actually remove it from the chest and see if I can like gently... Yeah, you can set it down on its base. It was sort of in the chest on its side, but now you can set it yeah. down on its base. I kind of like take a moment to like kind of examine the ex- its exterior and like mm-hmm. any extra designs or stuff that I can, based off my cursory knowledge, if I can glean any like any possible historical facts and where it miss maybe a good okay. 
come from. You can make know. a you can make a history check. Uh, oh sure, I would love to. Uh, that's not great. Well, that's a one. Okay. I don't it, even know what I had for breakfast this morning. Yeah, it, this <laughs> escapes you. Yeah. Okay. But among uh, the cool. other objects that you find in the chest, uh, the next thing you dig up is a whistle made of silver and shaped like a wolf. Hmm. I'll need to have Strix look at this in private <laughs> at some point and not let Paulton see it. You're Paulton just like, I feel like someone has something <laughs> I want. <laughs> I'll find it. <laughs> Paulton's putting on his nightgown while he's saying this. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, the second item, or sorry, the third item that you pull out of the sawdust is a thin book of what appear to be nursery rhymes. Aw. The, Don't want it. <laughs> the fourth object that you pull out is a spyglass. Beautiful wood engraved telescoping spyglass. All right. The next hey. object oh. you pull out is a wooden eyeball. Well, that's fun. I like that. That's. Weird, but okay. And then the next item you pull out is a wooden pipe with sort of a skull-shaped design at the end. Some smoke skulls? And then at the very bottom, you see a hangman's noose. Jared, no, nope. real hard. Cut. Come on now. Cut to. DF what? is hiding under his bed now. What is, what is everybody else doing? <laughs> Strix is still crying in her room. Okay, Strix is crying in the room. Paulton's getting ready for bed and, you know, has that weird little pang. Something's going on. Evelyn understood that everyone was going to go change and then we were going to go warn Audra. Yeah. <laughs> She got dressed and like ready in her full paladin outfit. And she's she waiting downstairs. Like, guys, actually, Paulton like walks down to the kitchen to like just get a night cup of tea, and he's in his like sleepwear, and he sees Evelyn just dressed ready to go. He's like, "Oh, <laughs> you wanted to do that? Now. Well, yeah, her life's at stake. Yeah, but I'm tired." <laughs> But I'm always tired, and lives are at stake. But I'm really tired. It's fine. Don't worry. I can do it by myself. I'll just see you guys a little bit later. I'm... No, no, I won't. I won't throw all the responsibility on you. I'll. I'm going in this though. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a purple like bathrobe. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> when he says I won't throw all the responsibility on you, Evelyn's like. Really? You... You won't? Don't, 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 don't read too much into it. I just... Let's go. It's just... It's nice. Thanks. And... Yeah, Strix, are you all coming? Dieth, like, speed speed walking down the stairs. Like, yep, already, we should go. 
Um, I remember Strix is going to walk down holding the, uh, she has her staff, but she's also going to be like holding the, the robe and the staff of power and just be like, I'm going to, I'm giving this away. I don't want this. I don't need these things. No one should have these things. And I want to give them away. Give them away. To the, to the black staff or someone who's a wizard who can use things like this. I probably could. You <laughs> cannot. Why doesn't anyone want me to have anything? <laughs> so if we can just stop by the Blackstaff Tower on the way to tell someone whose mail we stole that they might be getting killed. We're adding pit stops now. I just want to give, I just, these are scary things and I don't think I should have them because I can turn things into baby chicks and watch them die. Yeah, that was, that was pretty wild, man. Look, you're already going in your bathrobe. If you want to make yourself a white Russian to bring while you think about that rug, then that's fine. You can stay on brand. It was white Barovian. Sorry. Thank you. Fine. Go. I'll go sure, pour, myself a, <laughs> pour myself a drink to have while we're walking around in public. Okay. What, you got like little fuzzy slippers on or something? Like, how does oh, that yeah. Work? Okay. Yep. <laughs> It's like 6 p.m. Yeah, it's 6 p.m. <laughs> you trundle outside uh, into the into the early hours and the, into the into the evening. Really, the sun has set behind the walls of the city, so much of the city is in shadow. Um, but there's still light in the sky, orange off to the west. And Trollskull Alley is quiet. Most of your neighbors are indoors. You can see the lights in their windows. There are a scant few people meandering about the alley street at this time. It's not like too quiet. No, right? no, not weirdly quiet. Okay. Do we? But it's been it's been a fairly warm summer day, so people have been out doing their thing and kind of there's a chill that sort of falls over the city. Um. Know where we're going? Like, do we know who Audra is? You get out into the middle, into the street, out in front of the Waffle House when it dawns on you that you don't know where she lives. Well, since she lived in Trollskull Alley, doesn't it have her address on the on the box? It literally says Audra Nell Trollskull Alley. Audra, <laughs> excuse <laughs> me, Audra. Uh, really quick, mm-hmm. regarding my fuzzy slippers. Yes. Can they be like bunny slippers, but instead of bunnies on the front, can they just be two like fuzzy Mr. Shamble faces? <laughs> Why do you have them? <laughs> yeah, your little vampire slippers are great. I don't uh, know. Cool. I have little vampire slippers. Okay. I thought you hated that doll. <laughs> Embrace the fear. <laughs> <laughs> that. That was the most beautiful fan art flex you've ever done. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. So suddenly, Evelyn calls out Audra's name. Loudly, I suppose. As loudly as she can muster. Evelyn can be very shrill sometimes. Mm -hmm. Uh, The occasional person might catch an interest or stick their head out a window after you do it for a few minutes. And then I'm like, do you know where Audra lives? Audra Nell? Uh, as you wander around Trollskull Alley uh, asking folks if they know her, the name does not garner any recognition. Hmm. Well, if we need to go see the Blackstaff anyway, maybe we could go ask her, Strix. I like asking the Blackstaff things so that we can be better friends. Yeah, and I know you guys are real close now, so I'm sure she will. We sure are. Bye. Are they 
I, mm. it might take a little bit longer time, but I could try to put in an official inquiry with the city watch just to see if they know her exact worry about whereabouts. No, look, it, anytime you try to put in any kind of like package misdelivery with the government, they're just going to put you off for like a month or two only to get back to you and be like, oh, sorry, there's nothing we can do. It's like, well, you know, I was home then like, but I, I just I, I don't I don't see I don't see uh, officials getting anything done in time efficiently. So, yeah. well, maybe this person doesn't exist at all. And they were just it was just mail delivered to us to kill us. Or, let me see if I can talk to Magnus. Oh, also, yeah, maybe it was a previous renter. <laughs> oh, that could be. That's that what I'm thinking. Sense. I mean, they don't just drop off packages at any old house. Like they knew to bring it to ours specifically, so they must have a reason to do that. Well, maybe you can send him a letter or something. Um, don't we have a way to communicate with him faster? Yeah, don't I have a, I have a speaking stone with him, don't I? Yeah. Hold up. Hold mm-hmm. up. What if... Okay, so the box just said that name on it, right? Mm-hmm. What if Fadronelle was the sender? Hmm? Hmm? Maybe? maybe? Uh, there... I don't know. It looked pretty clearly like Deliver 2, right? Just said a name on it. Maybe someone else was trying to kill us, but they were they were like, yeah, this is this is me. Maybe they weren't trying to kill us. Maybe like you, they thought this could be a useful item. When has that ever happened? Well, you know, well, Thander works in mysterious ways. (laughs) All I'm saying is that this is weird. And we have a habit of just being too trusting and trying to find these random people that could or could not be trying to kill us. That's all I'm saying. You worry too much. <laughs> that you, you look down at your vampire slippers. <laughs> Can we just go talk to this black staff, please? I'll go by myself. It's fine. I just want to get these away. Sure. We'll we'll start there. We'll let's go, Strix. Okay. The black staff. <clears throat> lives. By the way, Paulton is yeah. just so dumbfounded by anyone here saying you worry too much. Yeah. <laughs> He so what? His, sil- his silence as agreement. She's like, hmm. Mm. As you leave Trollskull Alley, you make your way west on Del Zoran Street to the high road. You cross the high road and begin sort of zigzag your way down streets of the seaward to get to, to Blackstaff Tower. Uh, Copper Street and then Salmore Street and then down Shield Street and then Hass Santers Street and then Wim Street and then... <laughs> Mendeavor Street, and then all the way to the Trader's Way, which surrounds the Market Square, which is quiet. By the time you get here, it's about 7 o'clock, 7.30. And then, this is so fun. We haven't yeah. seen this much of the city on foot. This is so pleasant. Yep. I stop and get a coffee. <laughs> you make your way, you stop at a, at a small uh, corner bistro, grab a coffee, and then head down. Uh, uh, I pay shows- for it with rocks. Head, head well, down this alleyway that sort of goes up and down with stairs and, and wends its way to Swords Street, which the Blackstaff Tower resides on. While we're, like, on our way, I want to, like, pull Dieth aside really quick. Be like, Dieth, can, can I ask you something really quick? Uh, what? What is it? Do you think I worry too much? <laughs> 
the most earnest look Diaz could possibly give. Not at all. If anything, we should always be worrying more. See, that's what I was thinking. But we're just uh, like we. You'd think after dying several times, everyone would be like, you know what? Maybe that could happen again. But like, I'm 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 the paranoid one. No, no, oh, no, no, I'm with you on this one. I'm with you. Thank you. I thought it was that. Just that. Just really. That just really. I'm, I'm like in my own head about it. And I'm freaking out. I mean, not that we have anything to worry about right now. <laughs> <laughs> the dark, uh, ominous, and foreboding Blackstaff Tower looms before you. It's a tall, blocky structure. That's so cool. It's so dark and <laughs> ominous. Yep. And Strix will go up to the little raven knocker. Yep. Like she does. And <laughs> knock on the door and be like, Friend Vajra, I have things for you. And we have a question because a rug tried to kill us. We're sure it's fine, though. The Raven Knocker animates. Oh, hi. Hello. Uh, do you, I don't remember you from last time. And I'll scream at his head. I'm like, do you, where's the black staff? I want to give these probably extremely powerful magic items to her so that I don't have to deal with them anymore. She's away on business right now. Damn it! She's in there. I know. I know she's in there. No, I assure you, she's not. Uh huh. But how I, can I help you? We have you heard of tell tell the Raven the name? We are looking for someone named Audra Nell. Audra Nell. The Audra Nell. The she's a the. She's a wizard. Do you know where she lives? Someone might be trying to kill her with a rock. Well, I don't know. She lives somewhere in Waterdeep, we imagine, but no one's seen her for some time. She's very interested in dimensional magic. I am too now. Well, I'm ha- I, that gives me a slight panic attack. So I just think that, do you have any information on where she would be at all? A street? Anyone who knows her? I don't know. No. I haven't seen her in some time. How long is some time? Like a couple days, couple weeks, couple hundred years since last winter. Mm-hmm. Oh, she could be dead, being eaten by her cats. Well, that's my greatest fear. Anyway, <laughs> what if she lives in our house in another dimension? Oh, oh shit! I don't like that, and I feel like that might be the case. Whoa! Mm. Be fun. We're all no. It's not fun. Interdimensional roommates. We have ghost roommates anyway, that aren't I'm, even paying rent. I'm going to stuff a pie in the raven's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the black staff that we miss her very much. <laughs> I guess we'll just go home now, and I'll continue hiding these incredibly scary magic items in my room. <clears throat> Strix, isn't there like a, a group of wizards, some sort of authority we could talk to, a guild? But we just went to it. Oh, well, isn't there like a substitute black staff when she's gone? You know that there is the watchful order of magists and protectors, of which all Um, all, uh, arcane spellcasters of Waterdeep are technically members. That's right. Uh, Yeah, we can, I mean, but not Strix. Strix doesn't count. Because she's a sorcerer. Um, So, do I know where that is? I guess so, because um, our patron works there, right? Or is it one of them? Well... 
it just means that if you're a wizard in the city, you're just part of this guild. They don't, they tend to be okay. autonomous otherwise. Okay. Well, if there, do I know of a way to contact them? Well, DF, you know a way to contact them. The uh, City Watch can get in touch with them. Absolutely, the City Watch can get in touch with a number of mages who work with the City Watch to help solve crimes and, and manage other issues. So we, we should just go to the, the Watch headquarters and have you ask them. Uh, sure. Yeah, we could, we, could, we could do that. Yep. Any Watch post you can go to and make inquiries to find out what wizards are available at any given time. Yeah. I mean, we, while we're there, we can also ask the Watch if they know anything. That sounds yeah. like a great idea. Let's go. And until then, we can just, you know, enjoy our nice city walk. Absolutely. <clears throat> I just, it occurs to me that the kids were getting ready for bed, and then we just left them at the house again. Yeah, they're yeah. fine. They're sleeping. What? That's responsible. Yeah, I guess Simon knows when he, he's supposed to babysit. Squiffy might there. just be dead. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so, Dieth, if you take your friends to the watch post, um, none of the watch officers there know who you are. But right. if you have your trusty badge... I'm, I mean, I, I swapped over to my standard garb, so I would certainly have that on me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, you know, I could do the whole thing where I walk up. It's like, hey, how's it going? Uh, Dieth Woodrow, City Watch. <laughs> Are you guys impressed when DF pulls this? He was like, it's a real badge and everything. Yeah, did we, have we seen the badge before? I don't No, we did because of the captain's hat. We've seen it. Uh, that's a good question. Because Strix said that DF was going to get a new captain's hat. And that she just sees it and it's like, I have to make a new one. Mm. Is Alice there? Ooh. Oh, that's why I should Is go to Todd the there? Talk to Alice. <laughs> <laughs> Alice yeah. or Elise or whatever her name was. Yeah, Alice Caledonna. Yeah, I'll go talk to Alice. Oh, okay. Uh, in that case, wow. you, you can find her because you kind of know what her schedule is. Yeah. And he knows it real well. Yeah, yeah, she's been a really responsible and trustworthy friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and nice. uh, you, can, you can catch her at, at one of her off-duty... Uh, hangouts and uh, have a conversation with her. And she's like, so, Audra now. Yeah, she's she's a wizard. She's a member of the Watchful Order. She's um, she's a little crazy. I, I heard a rumor that she tried to apply to join the Arcane Brotherhood and they turned her down. And she started to uh, become wrapped up in some strange local magic and some of the other wizards in the city censored her. Yeah. I and had... then she kind of disappeared. We haven't seen her in a while. Hmm. Do you happen to know or remember where she used to reside before her disappearance? Um, she stayed mostly at local inns. She didn't have a permanent residence because she wasn't particularly well off. Um, But I can ask around and find out more information about her. Maybe find out if she had any 
regular acquaintances or if she bought her spell components from a common source. Yeah, I've, if she's still around here, I'm starting to fear that her life is in danger. Uh, I'll tell her about the whole rug and everything and how it's addressed to her. Hmm. Uh, I will not tell her about Maybe she ordered it. That's, well, I consider that as a possibility too. Wizards do like to use strange objects as guardians. Suits of armor. And Swords. Water Amazon just has such good shipping deals these days. Yeah, are we here? <laughs> are we yeah. listening to this whole conversation? You're probably at another table over here and <laughs> yeah. eavesdropping on the conversation. Okay. So Strix is just watching really intently, just like eating. Like. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, if she did order it, why would she have it shipped there and not to wherever she currently is? Maybe Something's then. off about all of this. Well, like I said, I'll try to find out who her contacts are and if any of the... There are only so many places where a wizard can buy spell components in the city. We could track her down that way. It'll be faster. Yeah, that sounds like our best plan of action. Okay, that sounds like a good idea. She's also probably been to one or one of the local libraries. Oh, yeah, I suppose that's a possibility, too. What's the nearest one to Troll Skull Alley? Well, there's not much up in that part of the city. Um, I'd say the best bet is to... <laughs> is to visit the one near Blackstaff Tower, or um, well, I'd start there, I suppose. I just got slayed by chat. Rowdy Rowdy Sniper said, if you have a Water Damas on Prime account, you can subscribe to your favorite witch streamer using uh-huh. three months. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. <clears throat> okay. Well, thank you, Alice. I appreciate the information. If it also clears your mind, these kind of, you know, deliveries gone astray happen all the time. Oh. So I shouldn't think too much about it? Well, you shouldn't lose any sleep over it. <laughs> Why would I lose any sleep over that? <clears throat> she know about your sleep, dear. <laughs> <laughs> We're at the other table. <laughs> the rest of you can see that there is some kind of connection there. Some kind of fire. Some kind of fire. And Strix doesn't see it. Strix she just knows she's upset. <laughs> Alton like nudges Strix. He's like, Strix, you feel you feel that? It's like it's like radiating over to this table. She, when Paulton nudges her, she just goes, "What?" <laughs> A bunch of other people in the room just suddenly look. At she you. looks at them and goes, "What?" <laughs> they go Strix, back to their soup and bread. Fun fun trivia. Did you know that you don't have to yell? Yes, I do. Are we leaving yet? Well, while we're, while we're in conversation, can I ask you something? Yes. Why do you want to get rid of this stuff? Why because it's you... scary. It's from a wizard. I'm not a wizard. But it's magic, right? I mean, I guess. I haven't even really looked at it. I just know it's scary. Why is it scary? You know what, Paulton? I don't know. Why is anything scary? Everything's scary to me. I just live in a constant state of fear. I'm scared of that guard that Dieth is talking to, and I don't even know why. 
Well, maybe it's not as scary as you think and could actually help. Maybe this is a cool thing to have and <coughs> spend more time with it. Fine. I will look at the stuff right now and I'll Arcana check it. And see if I can see what it is. <coughs> Gives Paulton an under the table <coughs> high five. Nice. Are you going to start with the cloak or the staff? The robe or the uh, staff? Sorry. The staff. I got a 21. Hmm. You study it. You think you might I've have been to looking spend... at it. Do you think you might have to <clears throat> kind of attune to it? Uh, all right. I will pick up the staff. <clears throat> and just to prove a point, in the middle of the end, just stand there holding the staff and say, okay, Paulton, is this what you wanted? And attune to it. All right. So about five minutes later, you do of attune me standing. to the staff. And this staff of the Magi, you discover, gives you a plus two bonus to attack and damage rolls made with it. And while you hold it, you gain a plus two bonus to spell attack rolls. Oh. Which is nice. But it doesn't turn into anything. The staff has 50 charges for the following properties, and it regains 46 plus two expended charges every day at dawn. Um, if you expend the last charge, there's a 1 in 20 chance the staff um, will regain fewer charges than expected. But there's no chance of the staff becoming unpowered. Uh, it absorbs spells insofar oh. as you have advantage on saving throws against all spells. What? Yeah. Oh. In addition, you can use your reaction when another creature casts a spell that targets only you. If you do, the staff absorbs the magic of the spell, canceling the effect and gaining a number of charges equal to the spell's level. What? Wow. I'm imagining Strix, <clears throat> like, as she's learning these things, her face is like, oh, oh, oh. While holding the staff, you can use, you can expend some of its charges to cast the following spells. Conjure elemental. Dispel Ooh, I magic. I need that. Fireball <laughs> at seventh level. Whoa. Flaming sphere. Ice Storm, Invisibility, Knock, Lightning Bolt at 7th level, Jesus. Pass Wall, Plane Shift, Telekinesis, Wall of Fire, and Web. Yeah. She's like sitting there holding the staff and she's just like... You can also cast the following spells without using any charges. Arcane Lock, Detect Magic, Enlarge or Reduce, Light, Mage Hand, or Protection from Evil and Good. You can break the staff over your knee causing a retributive strike, an explosion in a 30-foot radius oh. sphere that attempts to destroy everything within it. Definitely not going to do that. So. But it doesn't turn into anything fun. She looks to Paulton and says, it doesn't turn into anything fun. You can see, Paulton, that the ruins, there are some ruins that don't appear on the staff normally that light up now that she's attuned to it. Are they the same symbols? No. Oh. But it lights up real pretty. Look, you like it that? Is they're, they're the I symbols know. of the schools of magic that the, that the staff can basically cast spells oh. off. Well, I like this staff. Maybe I can just keep it and then keep my broom, too. Can't you I, use both staffs? Yeah, I can use both. My other staff turns into uh, lots of other things. I don't need it to be a staff all the time. And I can make this staff look like mine if I just stick something on top of it and tie it on there. That's true. Look at that. Look what happens when you just not freak out about something new. What if Jess and Adia 
since your other staff is like a crescent moon, what if this one were a sun to go or, with it? No, I don't think that's Back a good idea. Top it, and then you could put a Lathander symbol on no, it. No, I really don't like that idea. Praise Lathander every day. No, I don't it's like just that a, idea. It's just a, a metal staff with a flared top. Perfect place to stick on a crescent. <laughs> also, yeah. I don't like that idea again. I guess I'll look at the robe then. I'll look at the I'll look at the robe. Okay. Oh, it was cocked. Hold on. Whoop. Oh, All right. That's a twenty-four. I don't know if I was supposed to roll a different one, but that was a higher one. Again, this is something you have to attune to. Remember, you can only attune to three items. Okay. I have my staff. Uh, yeah, I have my staff. This staff and the robe. I think that's all I have. Okay. I don't have anything else fancy. This is a robe of the Arch Magi, an elegant garment made of exquisite black cloth adorned with silvery runes. Um, you gain the following benefits while wearing the robe. If you aren't wearing armor, your base armor class is 15 plus your dexterity modifier. You have advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects, which of course you get from the staff. Your spell save DC and spell attack bonus each increase by two. That's on top of the staff. Uh... Is it the evil one? Yes. <laughs> you, well, and actually, you can't attune to it yeah. unless you have its alignment. Because it's evil. Yeah. So I shake it and I go, this robe's evil. <clears throat> yep. Okay. We should burn it. Hold <laughs> up now. What if one has maybe dappled in evil? No, it has to actually be evil. And, and you have to be a sorcerer, warlock, or wizard to attune to it. But what if I want it? On the inside, it says, on a tag, only wearable by sorcerers, warlocks, now, and wizards. Now, I will say it is, it, is a, it, is a, it is a perfectly cromulent robe to wear, even without its magical properties. Hear that? You look like a badass. Wait, so Strix can still wear it and look like a badass? Well, nobody will, you know, people will think twice about screwing with her if she's wearing a black robe of the Archmagi, just saying. Hmm. But then she'll be evil. She's like, I'm not evil. Here, Paulton, wear it if you want. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Instantly takes it, he just does the... F- nice. That works. Over your bathrobe with your slippers? Yeah, with the, bunny, <laughs> with the, with the vampire slippers peeking out underneath, of course. They have, like, a giant collar and stuff, too. <clears throat> I will leave Paulton's, that to Paulton's imagination. Paulton's, Paulton's running around with this... Sure, this... Uh, this uh, Big collared black cloak over his purple robes and vampire sandals, <laughs> <laughs> running around screaming like I'm Batman again. Oh my god! And pretty much this behavior is entirely what happens on the way back home. Yeah, Paulton leaping at, leaping out of shadows at every block to try every to time, surprise you. There, every time there's a small crate, he like hops up onto it. Yes. And, like, <laughs> Strix is just like tentatively like holding the staff, like mm, like seeing if she likes how it feels. Like, mm. and if she's using that one, she'll just use her other staff to be just like a lantern. Okay. On just her side, or, or a, lan- her a lantern is helpful because uh, some of your human friends can't see very well as you right. make your way back in the darkened streets to the Trollskull Alley, and you find the manor I, house completely can dark. Can I pull the other side as we're walking, though? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Elon's like, I just, I just wanted to let you know that I think it's real inspirational that you're, you know, reaching out, branching out, trying to move on, something that I'm trying to do too, and I just, like, really admire it, you know? 
what? <laughs> How you're just like trying to move on from from something that you just feel isn't going to happen, you know? Well, Paulton's squatted on, on a box. She's <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> Evelyn, what are you talking about? Well, you know, like, Paulton no. just made it real clear that, like, there's just no chance and I should never think of him that way. And it's been real hard to. <clears throat> to move on, but I'm I'm trying, and I think it's real inspirational that you're doing the same. Oh, Evelyn, uh, nothing can change how I feel. <sighs> well, I mean, it's nice that you're trying. Are you trying? Well, I don't know. Did I speak out of turn? I don't know. I just assumed, like, the sparks and everything. I just kind of assumed. Wait, sparks? What sparks? With Alice. What? I mean, you guys have definitely made out, right? No. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Not even a little smooch? No, we have not. You totally did. We did not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess maybe my my reads are wrong. My, my apologies. And, and if, if you still have the same feelings for Strix, why haven't you said anything to her yet? Because it's... I know Strix. And I know how she thinks and feels and she's not like us. Well, I mean, that much is obvious, but I think her heart works the same way. Well, not exactly. See, no, different people feel and experience love, I guess, in different ways. And I respect her. And I, I don't need her to care for her. Well... I think that's kind, but she kind of puts her hand on his arm and looks at him really seriously. And she's like, just be sure that if this all ended tomorrow, you wouldn't have any regrets. Of course not. I just... Good. They continue on. Strix is behind them, chewing on the staff. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think this will help? Why are you guys talking so quiet? The Waffle House is dark. Do we leave lights off? I don't remember leaving anything off. Maybe Simon put everyone to bed like a responsible babysitter. What time is it? It's about 8.30 at night. He definitely did not do that. Nope. I will go check one of the windows that is not the front of the house. <laughs> so you can go off to the north side of the house. There's, no, there's a window on the ground floor that looks into the tap room. There are windows on the second floor balcony that look into Waffle's den. There's windows on the third floor that look into Paulton's bedroom and windows on the fourth floor that look into Diaz's bedroom. All right. Um, okay, I'm back. Sorry. I had to get my thing so I could actually do the thing. Can I look in the tower, actually? Nice. <laughs> Sure, yeah, you, you can absolutely look in the turret. You know that nobody stays there. 
Well, that's true. Um, Nobody stares. You haven't had time there. to move Simon into that turret yet. Okay, I don't need to check in there. I'll, I'll guess I'll check. Is there any way to look in the back into the tap room? Uh, there are no windows facing the back wall of the tap room. Um, however, okay. you can peer into your bedroom, Evelyn's bedroom, or even the kids' bedroom from the back. Or, okay. Sorry, no, you can only, you can peek into the kids' bedroom from the back. Okay, I'll look into the kids' bedroom then. I'll be like, everyone stay. I'm just going to fly up and take a real quick peek. Okay. The kids' there's bedroom. No one, there's no one in there. Oh, they're gone. Okay. I fly back down, land, and say the kids are gone. The kids are gone. They're maybe, gone. Maybe they're playing hide. It's quiet. Wait, the we, kids are gone? They're gone. Okay, hold on. No, no. <laughs> Wait, are, is this the robe? I'll check the shadows. No. <laughs> All right, so you're going to go, are you really going to go off and, like, check the shadows around the house, Paul? Yep. All right. Evelyn's going inside, like, I'm sure they're just playing a game. She's going to go look inside. Don't go inside. We have to sneak inside. If someone is inside, we can't go inside yet. We have to sneak inside. Trix is right. We have to sneak in there. All right, if, they, if the kids aren't there and I don't see anyone in there, I can teleport us inside. They'll never find me. I Why don't we... Night. Let's do that. I will just get us inside, and then we can open the door from there. And whatever's in there, we can sneak up on it. Just try to conserve your magic as much as possible. Well, then I shouldn't do that. Right. I can get in there and at least try to scope it out as much as I can. Even in the darkness, I'm still familiar with our own house. I can make my way around. Mm -hmm. I'll get an aerial view. I can turn invisible now because of my new stick. And I can check the shadows because I am the knight. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'm going to use my new stick to turn myself invisible. Okay. Whee! You turn invisible. Evelyn goes airborne. DF, what do you do? Uh, I'm going to stealth my way through the front, not before turning to Strix and be like, remember, you're invisible, not muted. Try to stay quiet. <laughs> That's a good bit of advice. Okay. I so, yell a lot. So you're going in first, DF? Yes. Okay. You creak open the tap room door. You peer into the room. It looks very much like you left it, only it's dark um, and quiet. Mm, That is far too quiet. Um, Paulton, make a perception check. You got it. Perception. Not my worst or best. That is a 22. Okay. What do I see? (laughs) You see... uh, As you're darting around in the alley behind the Waffle House, three creatures uh, with glowy eyes (gasps) stepping out of the shadows around you. One behind you and two in front of you. Oh, shit. And they, they're, they're like surrounding me? Yeah. There's two in front of you, one behind you in this alley behind the Waffle House. It's like, <gasps> youths. Uh, you can see that they're as tall, if not a bit taller than you. Very thin. But their skin seems to glisten in the night. And their glowy white eyes seem to stare through you. And I need you to make... No. ...a intelligence saving throw. 
Oh, no. Mm. This just reminds me of that one fight in Baldur's Gate that was so hard. Yeah. What's that? The stairs to the Friendly Arms Inn? <laughs> <laughs> the other one. You cannot best my mind. I am one with the darkness. Um, 17. Okay. Um, you are assailed with energy that seems to twist and rack your mind. Shit. Uh, but you fend it off. And now I need you to make another one. Scarecrow. Again, you can't mess me. <laughs> I am the knight. Ah, shit. Five. Okay. Uh, you take 22 points of psychic damage. Oh, that's a lot. And are stunned. Oh, that's even worse. Basically rendered helpless. Evelyn, you fly up over the house and look around, or are you looking in a window? I'm kind of like just looking like down on the house in the surrounding area. So would I see this happen to Paulton? Well, you're a human, um, so your vision is somewhat limited by the night. Make a perception check. Paulton remembering Evelyn's taking to the sky is just like, oh shit, she'll never find us. We're one with the shadows. Yeah. Man, six. Okay. You don't see Paulton. He's being super skulky vampire man. Wow, he's doing such a good job hiding in those shadows. I have no idea where he went. And obviously Strix and Dieth went into the house and everything's quiet up here. I don't notice anything else in surrounding areas or anything? No. Okay. And there's no damage to the house or anything like that. It's all just sort of locked up tight. All right. Evelyn's going to go to her window. Okay, that's on the third floor. There are two windows, one facing the front and one facing the side. She'll go to the side one. Okay. And look in. All right. When you look in, make another perception check. Come on, Lathander. Oh, nat 20. Ooh. I must invoke the name of Lathander every time I roll from now on. You nice. see, something has happened to your room. A black resin or something has basically drooled down the walls from the ceiling and rendered the room very dark and glisteny. Venom. This is the same day as the beach episode. Yeah. <laughs> My room's all dirty. Can I sense, use divine sense to sense if there's like some, it's very evil? Mm. Sure is evil. I mean, I assume. Divine sense. Boop, 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 boop. Celestial fiend undead. And good and evil. Mm-hmm. Do we lock the doors? Do we ever lock the doors? Do we have? Um, you are sensing the presence of evil in the and house, and just in a general sense, not any of those particular like locations or anything like that. It seems to be coming ahead of you, and perhaps above you. When you sort of look above your room, you see that the room right above yours is Warrington Munts. Oh, God. Oh, Warrington. Oh, no. 
It was that pen pal of his. I'm just sure of it. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Evelyn will go get every... She's going to go try to find Diaz and Strix who went inside. Okay. Um, you, she can immediately fly back down to the front of the house where I guess the door's still open. Mm-hmm. Um, but Diaz, you make your way across the tap room. There's the spiral staircase leading up to the second floor common room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you make your way up there quietly. Strix squeaking on the wooden steps behind you. Uh, when you get up to the common room, there's a door to Waffle's Den and then a door to the hallway that leads upstairs to the third floor. Off that hallway is the door to the kids' room, which you've already been told is empty. When you get up to that staircase that leads up to the third floor, where Evelyn's and Paulton's bedroom is, you hear something on that floor above you move. It's heavy enough to cause the floorboards on the ceiling above you to creak and bow. Ah. Bad. Well, Strix can see me. Yeah. So I guess silently I'll signal to her and kind of point up, but also doing this. And there's just enough moonlight coming through the windows on the floor above to not render you in complete darkness. Okay. Great. Um. Then the two of you hear a sound like... I'm Strix, like, pokes Diaz and, like, try not to talk, but it's the kind of poke that she does, like, is this going to kill us bad? Should we run away bad? Yeah, each poke is heavier. Each poke is... You know from from different instances that they're just each they you can read exactly what she's saying by yeah. the severity of the poke. It's not Morse code, but might as well will be. Yeah, e- Evelyn, as uh, you come into the tap room, there's just darkness um, for the most part. You don't see Strix or Diath, and there's no light betraying their location. Guys, where are you? You guys upstairs can probably just barely hear Evelyn's downstairs whisper. Uh, I, I guess I'll silently go down to where she should hopefully be able to see me. Okay. Evelyn's like, wow. <laughs> Can't see anything. And then basically through hand gestures and whispered single words uh, signal how there's something at the top of the house. Yeah, it's coming from Warrington's room. Is Paulton with you? Do you think he's having fun? Paulton, you're stunned (laughs) out in the alley, kind of lying down on the cold pavement. As, right after she says that, cuts to me, just like, I'm not having fun. Um, you want to take action, but your, your brain and your body seem to be completely disconnected. Uh, and looming over you are these three creatures with octopoidal purplish heads and tentacles coming out of their faces. Oh, keep those away from me. And... Uh, one of them sort of props you up and pulls the hood back off your head. 
No, my identity. And wraps its tentacles around your head and face. Uh, Remember when you said you should be worrying more? The night has fallen. This is way worse. This This is is bad. You can repeat the saving throw. You need to repeat. You really need to get the saving throw. This is an intelligence Just so you know, this is really bad. How close is he to me? Can I give him my aura? Nope. 16. You snap out of it. (sighs) Oh, my God. The dark night rises. At the end of your turn. Will rise momentarily. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Diath, you're with Evelyn. Uh, can I, like, yell something when I snap? You sure can. Cool. As I snap out of it, I just am like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, everybody in the house can hear a surprisingly distant-sounding scream from outside the house. Uh, Evelyn hears that, she'll look at Dieth and go, Warrington's room, and then leave and go to help Falden. But, but, wait, I was gonna death ward you! Strix, you're upstairs alone on the second floor when you hear something heavy shuffling making its way toward the staircase. Oh, God. Uh, Okay, so it's it's coming towards me? It is above you and heading in your direction. All right, I am going to do something, because whatever this is, it's bad. So I want to try and, like, I want to try and, like, set a trap or something. Let's see. You're kind of at the bottom of the staircase. It's kind of approaching the top of the staircase, and the staircase has a bend in it. Um, I think one of the spells that my staff has is called Pass Wall. Yes. And it says, says you can make a passage. Mm-hmm. So I can, I can kind of just like make, I can make a hole in the ground, more or less. Yeah, you can create an opening at, through a wall yes. or floor. Yes. I'm going to make an opening in the floor. Like right at your feet? Like, right where I can hear this creature coming. So it's above you. Oh, it's above me. Okay. Then I'm going to back up and I'm going to make a hole in the floor. All right. In the ceiling. Where I hear it. In the ceiling, you're saying. In the ceiling, okay. yeah. Okay. But so, I'm still invisible. So. Absolutely. As the hole forms in the ceiling underneath the creature, it falls through and lands in front of you. And as it gets up, you realize it's about seven feet tall. Mm-hmm. Very, very broad and powerful. Mm-hmm. Wearing the torn remains of Warrington Munt's uniform. Oh my all God. stretched and torn out no. of proportion. But his head is now this octopoidal thing with big tentacles coming out of his face. He no. looks absolutely massive. Cool. No, this is so sad. Let's roll initiative. Uh, no. Everybody, everybody roll initiative. Oh. Wee. I have a pen. Was it, he, was fighting, he was fighting the mind flayers before he got to us. So you recall in this brief moment, Strix, of the, story, fear. the story of Commodore Warrington Munt as relayed to you <coughs> by Sergeant Paca and <laughs> Corporal Derm. How 
in a space battle against mind flayers when his ship ran out of ammunition, Commodore Munt catapulted himself onto the illithid ship to plant a bomb. That's right. And then sometime thereafter, the ship exploded, sending Warrington Munt careening down into the ocean. Now, how long he spent on that ship and what happened to him aboard that ship before the bomb went off, you have no idea. That's, that's right. Until now. And this whole time he's being seramorphosized. Uh, so, Strix, what was your initiative? I got 19. Diath? 23. Evelyn? 21. 21? Paulton? 16. I know, it's a good roll for Evelyn. I was All right. Diath, you hear this loud <laughs> on the floor above you. Right. Um, uh, I mean, I'm going to make my way up there and see what the heck that was. When you get to the top of the spiral staircase, you see what has become of Commodore Munt. Oh, no. And he is massive. A seven-foot-tall, five-foot-wide mind flare. Oh, God. Uh, I don't even, I don't. And you're the only one he can really see, because Strix is invisible. Yeah, you know Strix is there, though, because she just cast that spell for him to fall through the ceiling. Actually, that would have made you visible, now that I think about it. Well, I'm here, too! (laughs) So he sees you both. I guess when Gias gets up there and sees that, Mm -hmm. he, um actually just hesitates and then like just is unable to act okay because like it's like is that warrington what do i, what do I do you clearly now? see the shredded uniform and even his medals are still attached right. to his so yeah there's like enough of a hesitation there that he isn't unsure if he should attack it or not and yeah so i guess that'll just be the end of his turn he just doesn't know what to do Evelyn, you race outside and come around the alley to see Paulton lying with three figures looming above him, all with these squid heads. You can see they're they're dressed in black, dark robes with breastplates over their shoulders, high collars, and tentacles coming out of their faces. They turn to you and their eyes glow. Do I see clearly that they've, like, attacked him? Yes. They've attacked me. (laughs) Oh, well then. Flaming sword. Boom. Flaming sword lights up the alley. And you can charge in and make your attacks. Yes, please. I will take first a... boop a doop boop boop 26. Hit. And that will do... One moment. Ooh, those are good rolls. 26. Okay. And with some fire damage. Is that including the fire damage? Mm-hmm. Okay. It takes all of that. Uh, seems badly wounded by that. Uh, these creatures aren't, don't look like they're built to take piles and piles of damage. And what's your second attack? It is 
22. Hit. Another hit. 5, 9, 14, 19, plus 5 is 24. Ow. Okay. Um, this creature looks quite bloodied after you strike it with two, burning, with two swings of your burning sword, uh, and you smell its alien flesh fill the alleyway. Evelyn um, stands over Paulton protectively and glares. And it does sort of recoil from you um, in sort of a cowardly, shrinking manner, its tentacles twitching. Its, its companions seem likewise distressed. And that's you. Next up is Strix. Oh, man. You sense, okay. no, you sense nothing but malevolence from the creature. Oh, yeah. I noticed that Dieth is frozen, but I know it's just because he thinks it's Warrington, but I can already tell that it's bad magic and this isn't anything we want to deal with. Or aliens. Bad aliens? I don't know. They are aliens, and that really upsets me. So, oh, God. I am not happy with this at all, and I'm going to try... There's not even a reason to try and do that either. I guess I want to try and, and hold him. So I'm going to try and cast Animate Object. And I know there's got to be some chairs or something, or something around here that I can animate. There's some chairs, but they look kind of small compared to him. There's the, there's the banister of the staircase next to him, which is bigger. Okay, I guess I can animate that, and ha- I want to have it wrap around him. Okay, well... we'll and just kind of grapple him. Okay, we can consider that banister, the railing, a large object in its entirety. Okay. Um, so make an attack with a plus six bonus to hit. So right. d20 plus six. Yeah, I think, yeah, so... Plus six bonus to hit. So that's 16. Okay, you are able to hit him. Uh, roll 2d10 plus two okay. for damage. This banister. Get him, banister. Okay. So that's, uh, that's only eight damage. Eight. Okay. But he and is you, grappled. You, yeah, and you, it sort of coils around him in a way that it, it's really trying to hold him fast. Right, uh, to now keep he, him. He gets to make an attempt um, on and his. And I, I also try and tell Dia, like, it's not him, it's not him. And that's Strix's turn. Next, it is Paulton's turn. Okay. Uh, so, while I'm still just kind of lying there, mm-hmm. telepathically, do I s- sense that my hand from hell's nearby? Yes. Would I be able, before I take an action, to just, like, call it over and grab him? Yeah, we can assume it was sort of crawling around like somewhere in your robe or something like that. So you can just pop out of your robe. Okay, cool. So without even really, these guys are like still kind of on me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just kind of laying there. It's like, all right, the night is pissed off. And I just like, just like without getting up, I just hold up a hand and like Andrew crawls up uh-huh. my arm. I just grab it. Okay. And then while holding it, I'm just going to cast a fifth level thunder wave on them. Okay. And so because uh, I'm holding him, it is plus three nice. that they have to beat. Okay. 
So that would, so the save DC is now a 20. Okay. They all failed. Yeet. So a thunderous blast erupts in this alleyway. Everybody in, in the, this part of the neighborhood is going to hear it. And uh, <laughs> you send all three of these creatures careening away from you. And let me roll this. Thirty-three. Ow. Okay, as they go tumbling backward, it's very clear that the one evil and injured previously is dead because it just flops down onto the ground with no signs of life. The other two are blown back 10 feet but are still alive. Hmm. I'll just kind of get up now and just brush myself off. And that's what you do. It's like, and your hand will which, just crawl up onto your shoulder. Which y'all did? Not cool. All right. And Chad pointed out, still wearing the, the Strahd slippers. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. So, like, right. he has this, like, cloak on, but, like, his, like, just regular, like, calves down or, like, exposed under the robe. Mm-hmm. On the creature's turn, the ones in the alleyway, uh, you see the two of them pick up their dead third friend, just sort of hold his lifeless body between them, and then they levitate up into the air. Oh, no, no. I hate it. I, I don't like that. Uh, you can see there, something about the way their composure suggests that they are attempting to escape. Uh, so they simply levitate up, uh, high up into the sky, just ab- and they get just above the roof line of the Waffle House, and they're done. The big guy is going to try to break free of the banister. Roll a d20 for me, um, Strix, and add two. Seven. Okay, he shatters free, or breaks a portion of the banister that's holding him, and is Ugh. now free. Um, you slowed him down a little? Well, he had, to, was, he had to use his action to break That was free. my point. Yeah. <laughs> it was hoping to, us to get away from him so he can't grab us. <laughs> So once he gets free, he will just move to you, Strix, and loom above you. Oh, boy. Uh, his, his tentacles moving hungrily. And then it is Diaz's turn. To, like, immediately tumbles to his backside and just screams, Get back! And, like, stab him in the back with gutter. Okay. <laughs> oh. 13? That hits. Oh. He's, not, he's not armored. Yeah, he's large. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know he moved up in loomed to Strix. Is that yep. a... Engaged? He is close enough that he has engaged with Strix, so you get your sneak attack. Good. Taking it. Oh, but it kind of feels bad. It feels bad. It all feels bad. Yeah. I feel bad not being nice to him. This is what I get. I take no joy in this. Uh, this is shockingly high. 22. Good, he 20, has a lot of hit points. 31. 
36, 38, 43 total. Okay, on top of the eight that the banister did, you've done a total of 51 points of damage to him. Okay. He's not bloodied. All right, um, so that's a good stab from Diath. He definitely felt it. And next is Evelyn. So you're down with Paulton. There. Yeah. I think um, since those ones are in retreat and I knew something crazy was happening in the house, mm-hmm. I'll look to Paulton and be like, Are you all right? Uh, I, I've risen. <laughs> That's wonderful. Okay, let's go inside the house and help Diaz and and Strix. Paul's like looking up at them floating. I was like, but but I I have a fun idea for that. Okay, well. Don't worry. I'll 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 handle this. Okay, just I will scream again way. if you get hurt again. Okay. Oh, I God, I will. Okay, and then Evelyn will follow Diaz and Strix. Okay, so you go back into the house, Evelyn. It'll take all your movement. To get just like <laughs> into the house and up the stairs to see uh, this creature that Diath and Strix are confronting. Oh no! And then Strix, you're next. Okay, I don't like that he is uh, there mm-hmm. in front of me. Mm-hmm. So first off, I'm going to go ahead and misty step behind him, okay. away from the tentacles. Because I know what those do. And uh, then I am going to... Oh, God. And we're on the... We're still... We're still... Um, Your second floor. The on the bo- second floor. At the bottom of the stairs, yeah. Oh, we're at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. Okay, all right, I can't do that. And is the is and, the banister still animated? Yes, and you can still make attacks with it if you want to. Okay, yeah, I want the banister to grapple him again. Okay, make another attack, plus six. Okay, all right. Oh, my God, for fuck's sake. God damn it, I rolled a one. God. Okay. <laughs> nope, it flails, but misses. But you still take your action. And I'm just like, this house sucks! <laughs> all right, well, it doesn't work, but I'm going to... Oh, my God. Is there any way that I think that maybe he can't be polymorphed, or do I not know? You don't know. Okay. I'm not, I'm not even going to... This is an abomination. I don't... I'm just like... And also, the baby chick traumatized me, so I'm just... Not, I can't do that right now. <laughs> um, so I think what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try and... Re- uh, is it if they're willing for reducing their size and large reduce... I'm looking right now. Oh, it's under large. Oh, no. Actually, if I'm already doing animate object, that's two concentration spells. I can't do it. Oh, right. Okay. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to slap a death ward on Diaz. Okay. So okay. she misty steps behind him, and you just feel like, like death ward on your back. <laughs> and she announces it's a death ward. Slap. Yeah. Nice. All right. And then now I'm done. Okay. Um, that's Strix. Next up is Paulton. So, uh, how far up have these things floated? 60 feet. All right, cool. As they're, like, trying to float away, I just, like, look up. I want to see if I can get their attention first. Mm -hmm. I'm just like... They are watching you, yeah. Yeah. All right, so I just look, I'm like, 
Hey, asshole. I got a better idea. I'm going to hold up uh, Andrew again. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to cast Crown of Madness. All right. Andrew does a little gesticulation. Mm-hmm. And that would be 20 again. Okay. And this is what kind of save? Wisdom? Yes. All right. This they're actually kind of good at. Uh, and you're targeting, I assume, one of the living ones, obviously, <laughs> holding his mm-hmm. dead body. Uh, okay. He succeeded at the saving throw. There's mind in yeah. their So, what? yeah. So, anyway. Um, so, well, that would have been fun. Yeah. Can you at least have Andrew give them the finger? I assume it, he's just doing that, like, I, okay. constantly. I assume that's how he cast the spell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, so, next, on their turn, they levitate up another 60 feet. So, they're 120 feet up and way up in the night sky, Paul. And you can barely even see them, except for their malignant glowing eyes, at least the two ones that you didn't kill. And, can I uh, use my movement to start heading into the Yes, house? you sure can. You can get Also, you're like, they got away. You can get into the house and hear the fracas upstairs, but you can't see the horror that was Warrington Munt, who attacks. It's probably for the best. Diath. You're his target. Hello. You receive a telepathic message. Ding dong. And then he, his tentacles try to wrap around your head. Good first start. Oh. 22. Where's my armor class? Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, wait, wait, wait. Am I there? Does that help? Is that a magical attack? It is just a regular attack. Just a regular attack. Uh, I can still use a bonus action to impose disadvantage. It's not your turn, so bonus action. A reaction, I mean. A reaction? Reaction. Yes, you can do that. He now has disadvantage. Uh, That is a 19, DF. Okay. So... It would normally hit me, mm-hmm. but I have this blade mastery feat, and I can use that uh, use my reaction to enter a sort of parry stance and give myself one more armor class until the end, until my next turn. So I do that. Okay. To go up to armor class twenty. Okay. <laughs> my mom arm and you yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like between the mom arm and then like using my sword to kind of get myself away. Excellent. Now it's your turn. Oh god, that's so scary. Uh, yeah, they'll just go like parry into like immediate another stab right into his torso, especially now that Evelyn is here assisting. Yep. And you hit. Evelyn asks him in the midst of combat, Isn't there anything we can do to save him? Uh, Strix is making the eyes that there is nothing you can do to save him. Yeah, I really don't see like Diaz kind of react to that. You just, you just kind of see him making like hurtful stabs. At this creature, like it's it like it hurts DS to do. Like it's not really like fear or hatred or anger or survival on his face. It's more just I don't know. I don't know. What so Evelyn can see that he doesn't want to do this, but has decided yeah. he has to. Yeah, rolled a sixteen on that stab. Hit. <clears throat> uh, 
6, 12, 18, 23, 27, 39, 30, 34, 39. Oof. Wow. All right. He has now taken 90 points of damage and is bloodied. These idle champions dies. I've been working out. <laughs> so shouts to those guys for giving me some extra D6s. Evelyn, you are in melee combat with this creature. She, like, steals herself because she also doesn't want to do this, but she trusts that Dieth wouldn't be doing it if it weren't necessary. So she readies the flame sword and takes a slash for 28. That hits. And it does... Are you divine smiting? No. Okay. Uh, 20 damage on the first attack. Okay, that hits. He's still up. And then 21 for the next? Hit. That does... Seventeen damage. Okay, he is still. And that up. one, can I throw a divine smite on that one now? Sure, you can. Okay, that's gonna add. Let me just double check. I always forget how many d eight that is now. Divine smite. Two d eight plus one d eight. He's not an undead or a fiend, right? No. He is an apparition. Okay, so I'll just do it at first level. Okay. That'll be. One plus one. Literally snake eyes on that. So two extra. Okay. He's still up. And that brings us to Strix. All right. Um, I'm really glad, just for the record, that I attuned to this staff while we were just yeah. dooting around earlier. Good call. Because Good call. That, uh, I was just like, this is a nice character development moment. And I'm just like, oh, well, good job. Past past me <laughs> um so yeah i'm gonna try and cast lightning bolt okay on him this is a and seventh it's a, level it's a seventh level spell and takes seven charges from my yep. staff yep so you've used 12 out of your 50 charges yep okay. we have he rolled uh, so he rolled a whopping five on his saving throw so he oh, takes this lightning bolt right in the chest this is 12 d6 so give me a second <laughs> the yeah. idle champions ones use those i do i have two of them <laughs> Okay, so, all right, so it's 12, 6, 7, 3, 9, 40 for 142, 43, so 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 2 more, so it's 43, 5 for 6 for 7, 48. All right, this absolutely massive discharge of lightning shoots out of the tip of... Strix's staff blasts this hulking creature right in the chest, and he just stands there, his body quaking, shivering, as he's electrified before your eyes. Um, and she just keeps saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm and sorry. And as it just pulses into him, you see this massive creature drop to its knees and then fall on its face, dead in front of you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Paulton? She just, yes. She's so sorry. Would I be, yeah. <coughs> You're up. Uh, do I have enough movement to get up to the scene now? You do, and you see this massive mind flare um, still jerking on the floor with little lightning bolts arcing across its dead body. Uh, Paul just kind of like walks in the room holding hands. just like, all right, don't worry. I'm here. They got away. I'm here. Ha! Oh! 
Oh, what? What? Explain. Someone explain. Yeah, what am I looking at? I don't know what I'm looking at either. Strix is just kind of like falling to the ground, is kind of just crying because it's just she was she didn't want to be mean to him. She didn't want to see. What happened? Why is he like this? Can we fix it? What is he? What is it? Why do we want can to I fix this? this arcana check to try and ex- do I know what this is or can yes. I arcana check? You can okay. absolutely make an arcana check. I'm, okay, so no one's our, explaining anything to me as I'm yelling questions. Actually, I'm going to use my. <coughs> that's are 19. We, are we still even in initiative? <laughs> it's still your turn, technically, Paulton. Well, I'm going to, if no one gives me answers, I'm going to try and blow it up because it's scary and looks like it was hurting. Okay, it does look to you clearly like it is dead. Okay. (laughs) It's Warrington. Excuse Uh, me? Your arcana check reveals um, something you had read about, about mind flayers, and there's lots of cautionary tales about mind flayers. Oh, I know that. One of the most distressing things that they, ha- they do is they procreate. And the way they procreate is they plant a tadpole in a humanoid host. And that tadpole performs a process called seromorphosis, the transformation of the host body into a new mind flayer. That's how mind flayers are born. Yeah, Strix, chills kind of like the Just creature, the, the creature becomes the mind flare at that point. The, the transformation is irrevocable. And yeah, she'll explain this to them and say he's, he, became one of them, and it wasn't his choice. Well, what if we took him to the spires and we had a, a resurrection and he came back? To it doesn't work up. like that. We can't. Sure? We can't. He would need a true resurrection, and we can't. He's he's gone. That's not how this works. It's a his brain is gone. It eats his brain, and if we don't check everyone in this house somehow, that they might have one of those inside of them too, because those mind flayers were just here. And that's where we'll stop. <laughs> so we had our beach episode. Now we have like our. Our, our like annual physical episode. <laughs> oh my God. Checkups. No, this is definitely the alien invasion episode. Yeah. Next week, we'll see whither the children. <laughs> oh. oh God. All right. Any announcements? Everything's terrible. <laughs> we were going to do the auction episode next week, but actually, now the thing about it, I want Anna. Back for that, so we'll hold off on that. Because Anna, you're going to be out next week. Yeah, I'm out next. The game, week. the game will march on. I'll miss y'all. Yeah. It's my birthday on Friday. Happy Aww. birthday! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Is that why you're going to be gone? So nothing bad happens to Evelyn near your birthday. <laughs> Actually, a friend got me a really, really nice birthday present, but it's one of those birthday presents that has a date to it. Yeah. And it's that date, and I, I can't turn it down. Of course. I'm going to be gone and I will miss you all very dearly. Miss you. We won't set the house on fire while you're gone. No promises. Yeah, please find the children. <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel like there was something else to announce but I can't think of it. Okay. So if I sounded weird tonight it's because I'm suffering from a cold. I took lots of medication before the show so hopefully it didn't 
didn't sound too weird. Yeah, shout-outs to Chris Perkins for coming in and doing the show. This <laughs> being so sick. Nah, and the, nah. and the fact that there's this most snow in 40 years in I Seattle. Think, well, that, that's the tricky part. But Yeah. I'm, I, I come from Canada. I'm not a stranger to snow. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, thanks, no worries. Chris. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. All right. So yeah, if, there, if there are no announcements, check out the subreddit. Lots of fun conversations happen there, and you see lots of cool art as well. Um, I'm sure there'll be some fun pieces with, with or without Paulton in his vampire slippers. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, until then, take care of each other, take care of yourselves, and have a great week. And we'll Wait, are you spamming you. the link? You Wait. got it. Yes. <laughs> Done. Jared is spamming the link. <laughs> and that's it. We're a wrap. Take care, folks. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.